And we're off in the break at this. We're uh, getting people between muffins we and are pies, dragging Fraser. People in left, right, and centre. A lot of the presenters from the Congress are turning up to the podcast booth, yeah. and we are getting these gems, these fireside chats. Uh, Making sure we can spread all of the session gold broader than the people that could make it, or maybe you couldn't get to a session. So. This is the spot to Absolutely. get the highlight reel of the what's being spoken about. The highlight reel, exactly about. right. Welcome, Peter. Peter Thanks, Warren, thank you for joining Thanks, us. Great to be uh, here. Tell us a little bit about – first, let's start with you to start. Well, tell us a little bit about you and your and your business and how you work with advice. To yeah. Advise them and- so I'm uh, a joint managing director at Fenura. Um, I work with a pretty talented bunch of people. There's nine of us now in the company. Uh, we work predominantly with independent financial advisors, technology companies, and product manufacturers to a, a more recent times. Um around better execution when it comes to device technology projects. Um, fair to say this industry's got a lot of choice uh, mm. with tech, but usually where things go off the rails is on the people execution side of things more than the tech itself. So oh, that's, yeah. where, that's where we play a role. I also play in that space around the, <laughs> the combination of humans versus uh, technology and yeah. how they all play together or don't play together predominantly. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about your session that you're going to be involved with today. It's got a pretty, pretty, pretty. Yeah, fun. well, the the session is is tech the savior of advice. It's an ambitious uh, title. Um, I, it's just, in many respects, I think advice could be the savior of tech in, in this space. Um, if we look at you know maybe where technology companies have potentially got it wrong historically is they haven't had enough of an understanding of advice. And one thing I'm really delighted to see at the FPA in the last couple of years, the last couple of conferences, has been this growth of the technology companies participating actively in, in the tech space. That the tech alley is pretty popular now, and I see that you know they're major players in our ecosystem. So I, I don't think one you know is going to save the other. I think that they need to work together to save. Yeah. each other yeah working together is the key there and <laughs> yeah. absolutely and uh, and so with the session today because we haven't had it yet we can't talk about the highlights real so much or we can what are, we can what are you going to make gold. the highlights <laughs> yeah. Yeah. tell us what's going to make the highlights real. oh look i think we've got a few diverse opinions i mean we'll hear from um Corey Russell, who's a you know obviously a well-known advisor he's going to be talking he's he's probably what i would call a tech explorer in our industry and someone that's definitely mm. open to trying new things I, I i hope he probably pushes the room a little bit to not be tech laggards. I think advisors do sometimes uh, risk averse when it comes to making technology decisions or things that are out of their comfort zone and just hopefully, you know, opening up the conversation to for advisors to push themselves a bit further. Um, uh, I think some of the other panellists are representing the technology companies, so I'll probably do my best a little bit to give them a prod to sort of Ooh, understand well, get under what, the skin. what are they doing. I mean, they're the most well-capitalised of all of us um, to support advice moving forward. And, and I, I hope what I'd like to see is, you know, as this industry has shrunk to a large extent, we need to collaborate a lot more and compete less for yep. the providers, and particularly the tech companies as well. So that's probably something I'm going to chat about. Yeah, now you mentioned the word laggard. It's, it's an interesting one because I think a lot of uh, advisors and planners see themselves as laggards uh, and, and a little bit scared to mm. take, the, take the plunge. And so there's a bit of a nervousness around the confidence and the competence around using technology. Yeah, I, I think, um, look, once bitten, twice shy, perhaps is, is an expression there. Um, and, and the evidence is quite clear. I mean, most advisors have changed licensee a few times. Very few have changed technology from yeah. our experience. Um, so part of that, you know, is, uh, we think companies like our play, play a role to educate advisors, um, get comfortable with the change management. But I think the other challenge for advisors in future will be recruiting people into their practices who have these skill sets, who understand technology. And I think this is where 
power planners, um, client service managers, general managers play an enormous role in an industry moving forward and hopefully take some of those technology decisions off the advisors so they can just focus on what they do best. Peter, there's a statement that um, I'm going to steal from Peter Diamatides, who's a bit of a tech nerd and she runs our tech podcast at um, XY, our advice tech podcast. Don't automate awful is something that she has once said that really resonated with me. What are your couple of tips to make sure that people don't automate awful or then embed awful because they don't have the change management process mapped out? Can you give us the couple of things that you see that you go, ah, you should have avoided that? Yeah, I I think tech's a bit like your diet, crap in, crap out. Um, So I I would say I'm, I'm staggered by the amount of businesses that we come across who have embarked on quite ambitious technology projects without actually cleaning up their backyard with data. Um, mm-hmm. Most businesses, probably at this conference, have done some M- sort of M&A at some point in their time and they're often really good at getting out to see the clients and getting the staff together, but not so good at actually cleaning up their databases, you know, filtering, you know, really getting that in a good working order. So I would say uh, if you're going to do anything, tidy up your data before you even think about any ambitious technology projects would be my first one. Fantastic. Yeah. And that, that involves a bit of a, um, you know, investment in, in time and effort and money and, and resources and the yep. right humans to do the job. Yep. Um, do, you, do you find that it's a bit of a problem for advice firms that, that just don't have the resources? Yeah, it's the biggest one. I mean, I think this is why you're seeing more, uh, potentially more collaboration between IFAs looking to merge together just because they just don't have those resources in-house that they need. Um, I know how busy advice businesses are, you know, just day-to-day doing the BAU. So just having the bandwidth for a change project is a real challenge. Um, but obviously, you know, you sort of hope that in future, if, as tech improves and maybe if we get um, some good results with the regulatory environment, that some of that pressure will come off and it'll hopefully free things up so advisors can can serve more clients and recruit some people into their business that can actually drive some of this change. Because, yeah. uh, look, the tech, um, one thing I would say is that no, no software in history is ever, uh, at least in our space, we don't have really AI-driven systems in our space. The software doesn't think for itself. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. It's the humans that don't. Um, so I would argue that it's the people side of it that needs the biggest amount of change. And, you know, this phrase, if you work in cyber, you know, it's most cyber incidents, of course, because of human human issues rather than software issues. So um, I, I think it's something that needs to be on the very much on the um, roadmap for advice firms to have a deliberate tech strategy and mm. appoint key people in their business that own that for them. There's a bit of a tech race on, like it's, it's heating up in mm. terms of the solutions, the providers. What would your advice be to them? You spend a fair bit of time you've, within advice businesses. What, what are the things that they really need to focus on to be one of the top choices the for advisors. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I think we're seeing a bit of a byproduct of uh, the broader economy where we had this rush of capital into technology ventures in the last 10 years, really, and that's sort of quietened down a little bit. So that's probably why we're seeing so much tech emerging. Um, I, I, I think the tech providers, my encouragement would be to try to own your space, be the very best at what you do, and resist the urge to creep too far beyond that. I know it's tempting, but um, there are just certain categories that require a certain skill set. I'll use Client Portal as a great example um, and fact-finding where that is, a, that is a human design process to build software because it touches the end customer, the end client of an advisor where if you're building back office operations software, that's a really different set of skills. So I would say pick your mark. You're either front office dealing between the advisor and the client relationship or you're in the back office as a software developer and try not to cross hairs yeah. too much. Uh, now, I always think about when, I, when you, you know, using technology, it's great to have a tool. How often would people use the tool to its extent? As in, as in often 
you know, things do so many things and all of a sudden you're using 20, 30% of the actual end, end you know, what could, what could be used? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, you're sort of evident in your question. I think the reality is most people don't. Um, we're constantly amazed even by the, the lack of um, usage of things that become native in Microsoft 365. For example, people using other solutions that Microsoft already does for them out of the box. Um, a lot of work we do, um, ironically, people think we, we add tech to practices quite often. We strip stuff out mm. to simplify. Um, so I think exploring the depths of the capability you've already got should always be your starting point before you look to change anything. Um, and I think there's been a bit of a, uh, maybe certain businesses we see a temptation to throw tech at the problem rather than looking at what the real problem is. Um, and that maybe that's why we're seeing those things, new, new things go in, which yeah. really looking for, wouldn't be the Looking for the quick fix rather than 100%. actually yeah, getting, getting in and researching. Yep. Uh, now, no conversation with technology would be complete if we didn't talk about the future. Where do you, where do you see all this heading for, for advice professionals? Uh, look, I, I look to other markets. We, we do a lot of work in the UK and the US. I, I would expect to see... A, um, we're, we're, our market's going through a transition from a very much a a bank-led, um, institutional-led advice industry to an IFA industry, and that's awesome as far as I'm concerned. Um, I've been in the industry 20 years. I started as an advisor, and I was always um, staggered by the lack of IFA, so I'm just so encouraged to see what's happening. Um, I, I do believe that you know we, we will see a proliferation of new solutions more tailored for the IFA market that we don't have today, and what I'm really hoping to see is better collaboration between platform providers and technology companies and the other software vendors to actually work collaboratively integrate really well together and maybe resist the urge to put up the the, the, the data moats, let's call them, um, to protect their own patch. I, I think if the sector grows more vibrantly, I think IFAs will have all the power in the future um, and hopefully that voice will drive that integration discussion as it does in other markets like the US. Yep. Well, you've got a session to get to soon, Peter. You've got a absolutely. <laughs> we we'll snuck you in before like your we, actual big session. I feel session. like we stole all the gold before the session, which is amazing. No problem, Peter. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Really appreciate it. It's, it's been great wonderful, to, Peter. Great to thank be you. here, guys. Thank you.